0: So Scott Cunningham was originally on episode 286 of this podcast. You can listen to that episode. It was back in September of 2017. But he was back again today to talk about the power of video. Not only the power of video for businesses, but the power of video for individuals. Not just to become a YouTube star, not just to become famous, but also to learn more about yourself, to improve your self-esteem, and just find out what you're all about. And we'll get into that on the podcast whenever we have the conversation. Scott's an awesome dude. Uh, He runs a local business called Visual Element Media that does video work, videography, social media, uh, all of those wonderful, beautiful things. I also do social media marketing and consulting. I don't talk about that on the podcast very often. I almost never bring it up, and I probably should promote my own business. So <laughs> if you go to RobZRadio.com, you can find out all about me, watch my story, get more information about that side of my life. But Scott also has a brand new venture called Love Local and the 306 Podcast. And I think it's a powerful part of what he is doing right now for Central Pennsylvania, but really not just for Central PA, for anywhere in the world, for whoever is listening to this. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Before we get there... Let's thank the sponsors, Uh, Juice, 517 Allegheny Street in Hollidaysburg on Facebook and Instagram at The Juice Bar. That is J-O-O-S, The Juice Bar, cold-pressed juice and smoothies, smoothie bowls, bone broth, hot soups, and raw vegan baked goods at Juice. Trade Secrets, 1223 13th Avenue in Altoona. You can find Trade Secrets for an all-natural body care line of products. Everything is made in-house. All the research is done by Steph and her husband, husband Andy. Uh, My wife was just there today buying some awesome products. I love the soaps, the charcoal soap to keep your skin fresh. They have sugar scrubs, bath bars, natural deodorants, bath bombs, Trade Secrets, Secrets in Trade on Facebook, Trade Secrets underscore skincare on Instagram, and, of course, the Clay Cup. 1304 11th Avenue in Altoona at The Clay Cup on Facebook and Instagram. Coffee, tea, freshly baked items, bagels, oatmeals, and deliciousness, plus creativity with pottery painting, watercolor classes, and a whole lot more. Ladies and gentlemen, I say we shall get this show started now and rock this bad boy with Scott Cunningham of Love Local. Let's go! This is Rob Z Radio. Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, uh, another edition of Rob Z Radio. Brand new studio Catalyst Space downtown Altoona and today I have from the creator of Love Local Mr. Scott Cunningham on Good afternoon. the show. Thank you for being here, sir. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to have you in the studio. The brand uh, you're the second person in the new studio now. And uh, you know, we just did a couple of your episodes from your location up right. in Evansburg, Pennsylvania. So I wanted to thank you, number one, for having me be the first guest on your podcast, which was an honor. And I just kind of want to continue the conversation that we were having there, but kind of flip it where I'm the interviewer and you are the interviewee. That sounds like a good plan. Awesome. <laughs> so uh, last time we had talked, you know, we're both social media marketers. That's, that's our business. That's kind of, that's where we uh, make our money. And you've been in it longer than I have. So if anybody has not listened to our podcast, which... You can search for that in our podcast archives and go back and find you. Uh, how long have you been in the game for? What? How did you start and where are you now? So,
1: man, we, we started... I started off with just video, and that was about nine years ago, almost 10 years ago. And we just... We wanted to be a strict video company. Uh, but what happened was, as Facebook and as social media started to become more and more popular clients would ask us, hey, what else can I do with my video? And so we were kind of forced into learning how to use video for more than just television. And then we started putting it on Facebook and Twitter and and Google and YouTube and companies really started to see the value of getting their message out. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we kind of got introduced to social media and so we've been there for 7 years now.
0: You were in the game before social media was even in the game.
1: Yeah, I mean people people would look at us and they'd be like, "We don't what's Facebook?" I mean and we kind of get that look <laughs> now because people are like, "What's Facebook? We've only heard of Snapchat." Right, yeah. You Nobody know, uses but, Facebook anymore. Yeah, it's like the old old users. technology. <laughs> But but yeah I mean so we've we've been in we've been in the game for a while.
0: Let me ask you this question. This is going to be off topic just to start off. But I had this conversation with somebody yesterday about like Twitter. Okay, because I was told many years ago from somebody in in an industry that I used to work in that Twitter was a passing fad. I had showed them my Twitter follower count, which is like uh, over thirty thousand, humble brag, and they were like, "Wow, that's just a that Twitter thing's a passing fad and social media is a passing fad." And blah 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 blah, and I was. I'm amazed by the ridiculousness of the statement, but I thought yesterday as I was talking, to, I, we were I was having a conversation with somebody, and um, I thought you know MySpace disappeared, right? Platforms AOL pretty much has disappeared. People still have AOL email accounts, some yeah. do, uh, but I don't see like the new social media platforms, the one the ones that have gotten as big as Facebook or Twitter, uh, to disappear completely. How? How could it be possible? It seems like we've gone into a new era, and I'd love to get your opinion on this. Like We've gone into a new era of technology, a new era of social media, Like, where there's so many people on Facebook, over a billion people. Twitter is so widely used, not just by people but by industries and also just as like a, a news source that's not even a news source. Like, It's just the way to connect everything together. I can't imagine those going away. I can imagine them not being as valuable, not making as much money for people, but I can't see them disappearing. What do you think?
1: I, I think it would be really – it would have to be a management error right. for them to go away uh, because even even Twitter uh, – because the, the big thing has been Twitter. What's going to happen with Twitter because you know the 140-character thing just isn't cutting it for people? And they bumped it's, it up. So they adapted and and now I mean you can watch live football on Twitter, right? Exactly. I mean so so they are adapting. Um, the only thing that's going to kill a social media site is the social media site, mm-hmm. uh, because people you will find a niche for each and every social media site that becomes popular, and the reason it became popular is because of what they geared it towards in the first place, and and that will adapt and grow, but it'll never go away unless they do something to cause it to.
0: Yeah. And you could say that MySpace went away, right? I mean, it's still there. It does still exist. Yeah. But nobody, I I don't know anybody who uses it. And we're both in the industry. So, like, I've never heard of anybody talk about it, what they're using it for to make money with or anything. So, the the question is, like, MySpace had a big drop-off because I feel it was too clunky and it was also, the internet was still new at that point in time. So, it was easy for it to disappear because it had not been as... Uh, adopted by everybody and it wasn't as savvy as it needed to be to survive
1: yeah and you gotta remember too when when myspace came out it was really popular but it didn't have near the numbers of even like what a pinterest has no, today. no not at all i mean it had hundreds of thousands maybe some millions of followers with with social media today we're talking hundreds of millions facebook is in the billions yeah uh youtube's in the billions i mean it, it's nothing compared to today
0: so like you know, and also I guess the reason would be MySpace was before high speed internet. Is that right? Was it? Like yeah, right? it had the, the dial it? up. It had yeah. still had yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it had the dial up, and and that, and really, what kind of killed MySpace was AIM. I, I mean, the AIM messenger. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, I I don't know. You, it was just an easier way to communicate. Where like MySpace was kind of it turned into here's some of my favorite musics and pictures
0: yeah it turned into a mess yeah because i would just have like a mile long list of pictures yeah my favorite bands or whatever and (laughs) and then
1: then you could like rank your friends and like as soon as someone dropped out of your top eight you know their life no one liked you anymore you know so myspace didn't adapt well no but to their defense they
0: didn't know what they were getting into. Was, I, I don't think. Yeah. I,
1: I don't think they understood the realm and, and what social media was turning into.
0: I saw this interview with Tom from MySpace a couple of months ago, and he's, you know, obviously still a multimillionaire, perhaps yeah. close to billionaire. I mean, he's a lot of freaking money. Um, but he was talking about how what happened to him was he remembered being at a trade show and Mark Zuckerberg was there. And Mark was just a little kid, not like little kid, but I mean, like maybe a teenager. And, uh... Mark was asking Tom how to make, like, how would you make MySpace better or something along those lines. And Mark was talking about, you know, adding video into it, adding this and that into it. And Tom, he remembers the moment. He's like, ah, kid, that's not going to work. Like, he pretty much wrote him off like, yeah, yeah, that's never going to work. What we have right now might be the top of where we're going to go. Like, kind of an egotistical way of looking at it. And he said that he can kind of mark that as one of the points where, MySpace was going to fall apart because he had it in his head that it couldn't really evolve the way it needed to. So I, I think that's the evolution part of it is Twitter adapting. Facebook adapts constantly. They find a new platform doing something well. They either buy them or they do that on their platform too.
1: Yeah, and if you look at the major social media companies, um, I mean, YouTube was obviously first, but and then Facebook came along where you could introduce video. But the one common denominator amongst all of the social media platforms is they're moving towards video. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seemed just in the past year, you know, Facebook Live started and Instagram, you started being able to go live there. Twitter, you can go live. Uh, LinkedIn, I know you can do video. I don't know if you can do live on LinkedIn right now. I, I um, feel like
0: they have just introduced it. Yeah, YouTube maybe. Live. Yeah, YouTube
1: this. Live. I mean, everything is going back towards, one, a live stream yeah which people were saying oh live streams done that's not necessarily true mm-hmm. um for television it might be true because television is a different story but um but everything's going towards video nothing's moving away from video yeah. um and and the big stat is video is going to quickly become the predominant google search you know people just want to watch video they don't want to read anymore You know, and this is what, you know, in in our business and I'm sure in yours, we try to communicate with our clients and we try to say people want to see what you're doing, but they want to see it through a a medium that is more comfortable for them. And that's video. Mm -hmm. It's just regular blogging. Yeah, it's good for getting traffic to your website. But as far as
0: it's not convenient.
1: No, and, and it's not as personal I mean, to be able to see someone and learn their manner, mannerisms and just see how they act and talk and it, it builds a connection that's, you know, nothing's ever going to replace person-to-person interaction. Yeah. But video's that, a very close second.
0: Yeah. And that's why I think Zoom calls for like conference calling, Skype, you know, FaceTime. I honestly can't stand them. Like, I don't like FaceTime. There's something that my brain doesn't compute like with being able to see myself in the corner while I'm talking to somebody yeah. else. Like, I makes me cringe. Like, I can't stand it. It's like staring at yourself when you're recording yourself. I'd much rather just have stare at a lens than stare at myself as I'm talking. It's a terrible feeling. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it definitely
1: takes some getting used to.
0: Um, but that's the thing, right? That, and that's the reason why if you use it and figure out how to use it well to make money with or to, to make an impact with, it's going to be super powerful because so many people are so afraid of it. It's so scary. It's so new. Like, we're not used to seeing ourselves. Even mirrors aren't that old compared to, like, right. the history of humanity, right? So being able to see yourself is still this uh, – if you, if you break it down to, like, the hundreds of thousands or millions of years that humans have been around, uh, the mirrors have been in the recent part of the existence. Right. So it's it's not something that our brains are really adapted for. So especially a live video and being able to do that on your phone with something you carry around anywhere you go is just we're our, we can't compute. It's hard to like put it in there and understand it.
1: No, and, and we think we do. But and the other cool thing is that technology is giving people. I mean, we were just talking before we went live here. Um, you know how how you can do a, a video switcher on your iPhone and on your tablet. Yeah. I mean. The technologies that big television studios used to have is now accessible to maybe not everyone, but to small Close production to companies. I mean, the fact that we could do a three-camera live shoot is something that I, I never would have dreamed about before. Yeah. But but now you can do it and do it well. I mean, you can stream HD. You can almost stream 4K, which puts you ahead of the current TV stations. Right the The only thing lacking is, can you build an audience? Yeah. You know. So what's that one thing that you're going to build an audience around, and then you can feed them content without using a third party?
0: Yeah. The part that I love the most is the production's gone, all the setup and makeup, yeah. and because I think that was the major barrier before, and now that there's so many YouTube stars out there, it, you can look like whatever you want to look like and be wherever you want to be and do it, and it works. That's the part that's really fun, is that they've really knocked down that whole wall, which really was a fake wall to begin with. It was just a a facade. You know, when you were watching somebody on a television show, or you were watching a movie or whatever, there was so much pre-production and post-production put into that, that when you can eliminate that and people still want to watch even more, because it's more real that's that's exciting yeah people people don't want heavily processed video anymore i mean
1: and, and that's where you know we we've had to adapt ourselves as marketers you know yes there is still a, a huge um desire to have those professional you know styled tv spots or just web videos or whatever yeah but there's also something very real and raw about just holding your iPhone and starting a dialogue with people on the other end,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, and and that's just the awesomeness where you can you can have two video companies that do completely different styles of video and be wildly successful both of them, yeah. you know, um, and and that's just the cool thing where you're you're still competition in a way, but your styles are completely different that it allows you to have that degree of separation where it's like. Yeah, I could go to both companies because they both specialize in something that's video, but still very, very different. Mm-hmm. And and that to me, just shows how powerful video is. I mean, it's so powerful, and and just the ways that you can use it to tell your story, to to communicate what you do, why you do it, and and it's just become a, a great way for companies to vent, you know, and be able to say, hey, here's something that's going on with us, take a look at some of the other things that maybe you don't see on an everyday basis, a behind-the-scenes style thing. And, and it can give people a greater appreciation for what small business owners go through, for what um, you know, entrepreneurs or marketers or whatever your profession is, what they go through on a daily basis.
0: Is that something, so throughout the years of you being involved in video and seeing the evolution of it and the evolution of social media, uh, have you seen that? have have we made changes or at least I guess locally or in the businesses that you work with from high production to a lower, more intimate production or is it still on that? They still want that higher end old commercial look.
1: So what, how we consult this is a couple of different ways. Um, if you're looking to put something out there to, to get a quick message across, do a Facebook live, do it from your phone, record a little video. That's fine. Uh, if you're looking to do a big branding push, to putting together a high-class video, a full HD, with all the, the sound and all that stuff is still going to have a bigger impact. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, um, depending on the type of story you want to tell within that video determines what kind of video we decide to produce. You know, if it's strictly, um, hey, our hours are going to be this, or hey, we're running this contest, you don't need to put, you know, thousands of dollars into a well-groomed three- to five-minute video. Mm-hmm. Um But if you are looking to do something where it is, you know, centered around a new marketing campaign, I would say you can supplement that with Facebook lives and and those kinds of videos. But to hit a broad audience,
0: you're going to, in my opinion, you're going to want to use a a top notch video. Let me ask you this, man, because from what I've been listening to recently and kind of paying attention to recently, and I've kind of adapted this. And tried to adopt it into a lot of the social media that I'm doing for myself personally. Uh, they did this study with nine month old babies, okay? And I don't know if on your podcast we talked about this or not, but I found it really fascinating. So they did this study, nine month old babies, and they'd give them two images. One image would be just, you know, like a bridge or a pen or any object really, and then the other image would be a face, right? And they would they would figure out which way the baby where did the baby look and every single time, they did it with dogs, too, so every single time, it was the face, no matter what, mm. the, the the baby or the dog always looked to a face first, so even whenever you're doing that high production sort of stuff, there needs to be some sort of humanization to it, right, if it's just like shots of people working, and this and that, or whatever whatever it is, I don't know what Whatever it would look like, uh, there's got to be some sort of human element where there's somebody connecting with the uh, the screen, and that's what I took away from it, and that's what made sense to me. Is like, yeah, of course, of course, you want your videos to look amazing, like right, like you said, you want to have something that's very off the cuff and looks very natural. You want something that's very polished, but in, in in both of those, for people to really connect to it, there needs to be some sort of human element to it. Do you find working with businesses, if difficult to get somebody to be that human element sometimes. That's the thing that I always find is the the toughest. Yeah. I mean,
1: within video, the the number one key aspect to having a successful video is having a charismatic leader. Uh, And that's the person who is the the centerpiece of that video. Um, And whether that's a small business owner or, you know, whoever it is you're interviewing or or whatever it would be, um, you know, you need to have someone on that video that is going to relate to the viewer Mm. that's how you make connections and so it it doesn't always have to be you know them talking it could be them doing something um but the the key denominator is you have to have some kind of human interaction We're, we're attracted to humans i mean that's just the nature of the the way we were made um and so by having people in the video being able to relate, and you not only hear them and see them talking about things, but you see them doing things that you may want to do or you may be attracted to, it, it's going to have a, a much stronger connection than just showing random you know pictures. And an example that I would use is this. Um, if you are showing uh, for a grocery store, if you want to show the, the dedication that the staff has, you, know, you could easily say you know what, here's, here's a shot of our apples that we have. And oh, they look like real nice apples. But if you would show a family that picks up those apples and then they take them home and a mom or dad is cleaning those apples and then giving them to their kid and their kid takes a bite out of that apple, that is going to connect a million times more than just a static shot of apples sitting on a shelf, because it still it, it tells a further story mm-hmm. behind it, and and that's what people are drawn to, and 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 so I I would agree with that study a hundred percent. People are going to be drawn to to human uh, faces, to human activities, much more than just a static shot.
0: I want an apple so bad right now. I know, maybe just ooh, a uh, nice juicy one. Thinking about my family eating Honeycrisp apples right now, uh, sitting around the dinner table, talking about life. Yes, wearing straw hats. Well,
1: well, you know what? It was just Memorial Day, and at the at the picnic that we went to, my wife made an apple pie. Ooh. Because what's more American than apple pie? Nothing, right? Nothing. 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 You nothing know? in life. And I could sit and just eat an
0: entire apple pie. Are you a big apple pie fan? Love it. I'm more pumpkin.
1: I like pumpkin too. I mean, don't get me
0: wrong, but my wife argued with me the other day that pumpkin was not technically a pie, and I was like, "What? What does that mean?
1: I I, I would question.
0: <laughs> no offense to <laughs> your De- wife. Dee De- yeah. If you're watching her, uh, De- I mean, I'm sorry. I'm calling you out. It happened. It's called pumpkin pie. It's called the, the name pies at the end of it. And she's like, well, it doesn't have like like chunks of anything in it. You know, like a blueberry pie has like chunks of blueberry. Apple pie, you got chunks of apple, but the pumpkin pie is just like a cream. But I would
1: also say like strawberry cheesecake isn't considered a pie, it's considered a cake.
0: That's, that's what's it's called cheesecake.
1: Yeah, but it it's kind of similar to a pumpkin oh, yeah. pie.
0: It could be pumpkin pie in its in its texture. Yeah, yeah. It's a hard. It's a you know, we'll have it's to a explore hard, that thin line to walk. I'll tell you that when you're talking about pie. But anyways, <laughs> um, I the the part that I find so fascinating is like we're so everybody watches videos, like you said. It is so consumed. Eighty percent of the eighty percent of the content on the internet is video that is consumed. Most people. Like, it's not blogging, it is not podcasting, which I think podcasting is catching up for a certain audience, uh, but really it's still video. And for me personally, I don't have a whole lot of time in my day to sit down and just chill. I love listening to podcasts. That's why I love podcasting, because I always like to listen to it in my car or if I'm doing something else I can have some audio on. When it comes to video, obviously you got to sit down. You don't have to watch the video, but I mean you have to be in a spot where you can play the video, whatever. And. When I try to get this message across to to people in general, they're like, well, yeah, I mean, I agree. I do. I, we watch video. We watch YouTube or we watch television, movies, whatever it might be. But when you try to convince them, like, if you want to make something work, you're going to need to put yourself on video and you've got to actually – you can't just put up a Facebook post. You can't just put up something on Twitter that's in a text or an image or a GIF or whatever it might be, although GIFs might work pretty well sometimes. Um it's got to be something that's captivating and something that's you and i guess we're still so young in this era it's a, it's a new era that we've stepped into where this is able to be done affordably right and it's able to be done by anybody that we're not grasping it and i i even find local people who are youtube who who are doing youtube and they have great youtube videos and i love what they're doing and they're putting themselves on video and I just had Dan Peters on here a couple of weeks ago. He has uh, Dan's Vlogs, which is a local vlog. And I was like, how did you get used to it? Like, how did you get comfortable with it? And he's like, I, I wasn't comfortable at all. My wife was very uncomfortable and I just did it and kept doing it and kind of like forced myself to get into it. And I guess some people will just never get over that hump, maybe. I don't know. Um, what is your method to get people over that hump? How do you end up getting them there? So it's,
1: it's a major process. Um, You know, we, we, we try to start out, you know, video is kind of like just a continuation of just getting your picture taken, you know? So we have some clients that are like, I don't even like getting my picture taken. And so we just try to get their picture up there. Um, And and if you look, when we, when we look back at the analytics of, of what we're posting to social media, photos of, you know, the, the store owner or you know, associates that work for that business always get more traffic because it's that human element. And so we, we try to go back to our clients and say, Hey, look, you know, look at how much more traffic this is drawing because there's you in it or an associate in it. How much more do you think we would get if we had a video? So then we try to just get them to be in the background of a shot, you know, and then they can be like, Oh, okay. I don't look that bad. Cause I think the the biggest issue for people is they think that they're going to look dumb or they're not going to look good yeah. on camera you know and and for 99% of the people that it's a it's a a not good excuse you know they look fine
0: well it's in their head right yes. it's a thing that you have in your head that you look terrible on video and then there's the old adage video adds 10 pounds right and the person usually says well for me it adds 30 pounds and, right. and it's like well, it doesn't though make you sure just... you get my
1: good side right I hear that all the <laughs> time like get my good side it's like Right. Okay. They're all good, sweetheart. Yeah. They're all good. And and so it's just it's just getting them on camera. Then they see that it's it's baby steps, and then you walk them into, can we just have you say, hi, thanks for watching our video, and then it's just
0: (laughs) yeah, like almost throwing up,
1: and it's like forty three takes later, and they're like, I don't like how I said my name. (laughs) It's like you've been saying your name for like a long time, Uh, but 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 it's a it's a big step for some people, you know
0: and. But it's it's always... And I think some people will never... And this is not a knock on anybody, really. I don't think some people will ever get past it. No. That's just who they are, and that's fine. There was When I got in radio, when I first got my first radio job doing overnights, right, there was this guy, his name's Jack Turco. Jack, if you're out there, I don't know where you're at right now, man, but this is about you. He would do uh, takes, and he was recording the overnights on... It was WPRR back in the day, and he... Whatever the old system that we had, my boss would show me like you could show how many takes somebody did. It would each be a separate file. and for one, I think it was like a 10-second like song introduction. He did like seventy five takes. Wow, and he quit radio shortly after I entered radio. that's how i got the that's how I got the overnight position because he had left. but he was so neurotic about it that he couldn't he literally couldn't do it like he was driving himself insane and I feel. Whenever I do stuff live, so this is like live on Facebook as we're doing this, I usually try to do all my intros and stuff live uh, just because I don't like to go back and edit things because I overanalyze myself. And that's what he did. He was recording and he'd listen back to it and he'd hear that one little thing that drove him nuts. And uh, I think we all have that in us, unless you're like a narcissist and you think like, man, I knocked it out of the park right away, right? Yeah. (laughs) There's some of those people. Um, But uh, for the most part, you're going to not like it most of the time. I usually listen to my stuff or watch my stuff, and I'm like, boy, I really don't like this, but I'm not going to change it. I'm just going to release it. Unless it's really bad, then I'll throw it away. But yeah, there's always some exceptions. But, yeah.
1: but I mean, you also have the flip side, where it's like you, you have a client who, for the first two or three videos, they don't do well. You know, but, I mean, it's usable, but, you know, you just coach them. Clunky. And, yeah, and then it's like... On the fourth video that you do, mm-hmm. it's like a, a flip, uh, a switch flips on them. Yeah. And they just start knocking it out of the ballpark and they come on and then it's like it becomes fun again. Yeah. You know, because I, I don't know about you, but it's like you're trying to get someone on video. It's stressful, you know, because you're worried about, you know, how are they going to do? Is it going to tie in what we really want? Is it, is their message going to come across and it, mm-hmm. it can be stressful, but once they have a little bit of practice. And they can see the results of it, and they get that little bit of confidence. It becomes fun again because now you can really start to express some different things that they might not have been comfortable before. But but it is a process, and and for some people it takes two or three, for others it might take dozens. But Years. but it's a process, and you just. But even though with that, it's still a better uh, piece of content than just showing
0: something else putting an ad up yes. putting a flyer up yes. writing some text i mean that, that's that kind of stuff does not do anything people just scroll right past it unless it's in all caps win this for free or whatever then somebody might stop and put yeah. the brakes on and look at it or it's a woman in a bikini that'll put the brakes on or if it's a kid or a dog those things put the brakes on um, but yeah really video is the the major eye grabber now let's talk about like you personally and, and you and i are kind of in the same field of this like I guess, leading by example with your company, right? Because you're able to, you're willing to put yourself on audio, on video, and you've just started doing it recently, I guess, on a on a regular basis. I don't know if you were beforehand or not.
1: Not really. I mean, we, we had tried, the struggles that we always ran into was we would start doing little video series, uh, and then we would get busy. And then they would kind of, work would go through, and then we'd have a lull. And then we'd be like, all right, let's start doing those videos again. Then we get busy. So we never did it consistently. Um, and that was one of the things that we had to reevaluate, you know, it, because our clients would start to say that too, like, Oh, we're busy. We don't want to do any more video.
0: Yeah. That's what happened. And,
1: and so we said, no, like and we got frustrated. And then we said, well, we're not leading by example because we're not putting out content consistently yeah and so what we decided was no we we need to start putting out content consistently
0: regardless it it just has to be a top priority how did you get comfortable getting in front of like the camera and stuff because that's the hardest part and I I I find it interesting when I find people who do it because I want to find out how do you get past it so other people maybe can use that
1: you know I I for the first couple of years that I would do video and, and stuff like that, I, I would really care about, oh, well, my hair, you know, I have to make sure that my hair cut is fresh and, you know, I just Which you seem rather fresh today. Yeah, I just got this haircut uh, last week. Let's see, there we go. So all in preparation. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it, it's not that I don't enjoy looking the best that I can possibly look. I mean, I can only look so good, right? Uh, but uh, it's it's just I used to care. Like, am I properly shaved? Like, how do I look? And and anymore, you just get to the point where once you've convinced yourself that you're committed, you just want to get it done. It, it becomes a task. It doesn't become an image thing, you know. And you just say, you know what, whatever I look like today, I'm filming it because I have to film it. Yeah. Um, it's not a beauty pageant, you know. Uh, If you go back through and watch our podcast, I mean, you can definitely see that I... (laughs) In some cases, I have no facial hair. In other ones, I have full facial hair. I mean, and again, it's not that I don't care, but I've realized people aren't coming to our podcast or watching our videos to see how good I look, that they're coming to hear what I have to say.
0: Yeah. And also, it's... I find comforting if somebody... And I think that's why a lot of YouTube stars get really big is because especially like models or or beautiful women and stuff like that who are willing to take all the makeup off and show what they actually look like, that kind of stuff, my wife loves that kind of stuff because then you get to see actually what people are like in real life. Like the production value is gone and you get an idea of who they actually are. Uh, And I heard Gary Vee talking about this before. He was saying like if I ever wake up one day and I have a big pimple on my face... I'm gonna do 10 videos that day because I want people to see me. Now, I've never seen him do a video with a pimple, so I think he's lying about that comment, but I thought that was a cool thing to say is like, the more, basically what he was saying was, the more you are willing to show uh, who you actually are and not afraid to show your flaws, people are going to be more attracted to that.
1: Yeah, and I mean that's one of the ways that you you lead. I mean because let's be honest, everyone has flaws in some form or fashion and the the quicker that you can tear down those walls and people can connect with you, the better off you're going to be.
0: Yeah. And switching this just to regular life, right? Switching this just to people, maybe you don't own a business. Maybe you're, you're not trying to do anything. Maybe you want to, have to be a personal brand. Maybe you want to be on YouTube. Maybe that's what you're, you're trying for. But you're not a business owner or anything like that. You just want to put yourself on video. I look at it as, uh, and I've told, I've told kids this, I, I find it can, it can be an incredible self-esteem builder because you really have to put yourself out there. The thing I also try to push is, like, everybody sees you every single day. Like Everybody knows what you look like. They know what you sound like. And they don't care. At least not that much. They still talk to you. Not you personally. Anybody. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Like, People know what you look like. They know what you sound like. They understand your mannerisms. They know. It's just when you find out, that's the scary part. When you turn the camera and you're like, oh. It's like when you're on your phone and you flip the camera to you by accident. And you're like, "Ah," and you see that face that you're making, like that terrible look. And you're like, oh, that's what I actually look like? It's a jarring thing. But you've got to understand that people see you like that constantly and they don't say anything. They don't run away in fear. They're not terrified of you. Yeah.
1: I mean, we, and that's happened to me. I mean, like the exact example where I go to take a picture and like, I'm looking at it and it. Points back to me, and I'm yeah. like, oh man, if that's what I look like,
0: <laughs> I'm not doing this video today. Yeah, I look at ever. my
1: wife and I'm just like, I'm sorry, honey. I'm mm-hmm. sorry that this is what I look like.
0: And she has, she wears goggles. Yeah. To block I mean, out the
1: eyes. And she's like, Scott, it, it's just, it is what it is. I've been dealing but, with this for a
0: decade, like, or how yeah, long? Like,
1: she's just... like, it, it is what it is. I mean, you're fine. <laughs> <It> is I'm <laughs> stuck with you now. I've accepted that's it. That's the worst, though. You're fine. <laughs> it, yeah, it's fine. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. You fine. know, but, but it's true. I mean, and I, I think I think deep down we know that these celebrities and, and all of these people are are just normal people. You know, they, they just have a different platform than
0: we do, you know, and, and so and they're braver. I mean, really? Yeah. I saw, people say like celebrity doesn't really matter or anything like that. There is a huge bravery to putting yourself out like that in yeah. front of a camera.
1: Yeah. and I And that's. You know, I, I've toyed around this idea of, of starting a vlog and because I, I think you can you can only talk so much about becoming a better leader. And that that's what we're focusing on with Love Local. You know, we we wanna share how to become a leader in your personal life, in your business life, in your in your spiritual life. Uh, it, it but I've realized you can only talk about that so much before yeah. you have to and I just said it this morning on my podcast, before you have to put up or shut up. Like you actually have to be the one out doing it. And by allowing people access to your life, by, by not just saying here, I'm going to, I'm going to sit behind a microphone and preach to you how you should be living your life. If if I'm vlogging how I'm actually living that out and what that looks like on a day-to-day basis, people are going to, to see me. They're going to see my struggles and my failures, but they're also going to see how I'm walking the walk. And what's more motivational than being able to say, oh, he failed in this area, but then this is how he was able to move forward and and make it a positive experience. That's going to hopefully translate to them, I can do that too. And then once they get so far along, someone's going to see them living that way. I mean, and so it's very brave. It's very daunting. um, And it's scary for someone who's opening their life because if we're all honest, there, there's so many parts of our life that we want to just hide. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not that you're unloading everything onto, you know, social media. Obviously there's things that you keep private. But for the most part, to say this is how I'm actively leading myself, my business, and my faith, I think that's a powerful thing.
0: Yeah, I have to be honest, man. Just being able to put yourself out there and even if you never release the content, I have podcasts and videos that I've recorded that I never released because I was like, maybe I went too far on that one. I don't know. And I never, I could never decide, but then I watch other people who've gone way past where I've gone and I think, well, look at them. Like They seem to be okay from it. Whatever, there's fine lines that everybody can walk in, in their own personality and what they're willing to handle. Um, but what I've learned through doing videos, what I've learned through podcasting especially, is just uh, the ability, number one, to get your thoughts out of your head and through your mouth easy, like uh, in a fluent kind of way, <laughs> at least most of the time I'm I'm fluent with it, sometimes you stumble and, and have to like put yourself together, but that's a part of what is, makes you a human, number one, the part of communication, number two, and I mean I'm sure you know lots of people who are, are bad at this, and I, I do as well, it's a lot of people are bad at communicating. It's difficult to just not even talk about something personal. It's difficult just to talk in general yes. in front of some, somebody else or in front of people. So if you can just sit down, never release the content. Don't Maybe you don't even want to listen back to it. But if you just record it, whether it's uh, audio or it's a video, we all have phones now. We all have the ability to do, to do this. It's going to be – there's growth there. Whether you think there is or not, if you do it enough, and I've noticed this throughout the years, um, just from talking at length about things, is there's a lot of growth in that that you may never see coming until you realize one day, like, wow, I'm much more open. I'm I'm easy. I'm much more willing to talk to other people. I'm much more willing to express my opinion, and uh, that's something that I find, whether whether you're in a business or you're trying to do something online. If you just want to better yourself, it's a powerful tool.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I don't know what it is, but there's just something about uh, hitting that record button that makes you feel like, all right, now I got to get my my ducks in a row. Like I, I need to figure out how I really want to say this. And, and you're you're exactly right. I mean, just saying, just sitting somewhere and saying what you want to say is good, but but putting yourself up and being able to say, I'm going to record it. I, I don't know why. I, I really don't. But it it does make you really think about what you're saying and, and in essence, why. It, it makes you value what you say. And, and I can't tell you how many times that, uh, whether it was myself or, or clients, where we've recorded, you know, whether it was a voiceover for a, a TV commercial or a web video or, or whatever it was, and, and they've said, you know what, we – this – I don't think this really jives with what we want because now that I'm saying it and I'm hearing it played back to me, this is how we need to change this. And, and, and the dynamic of the whole spot may change, but it's it's so much better because it's more real. It's more authentic. Yeah. Um, and, and why recording yourself does that, I don't know. I know. It's weird. But, but it just goes to show you should be doing it.
0: Yeah. It shows the, the impact it can have on your life. And I think that everybody out there, if you're listening to this, it, try it. Give it a shot. See if it brings something out of you that you maybe didn't know was there. That's the only thing that I can really express is that if you're, if you're low self-esteem, low self-confidence, and this is something I want, I, I'm moving towards with what I do because I feel like it's extremely important because it's helped me and I know it could help other people, especially when you look at teenagers who are, uh, in school, and, and they can't leave school anymore. They go home with social media attached to them all the time, and they are they're reacting to it instead of being proactive and learning how to use it to their advantage. And the kids who do use it to their, to their advantage, you see these YouTube stars who are like 16 years old who have huge followings, and they're very open and very comfortable on camera. They have found a, a they have found like a cheat code for life that I think a lot of people have not understood the power of yet. And I don't know how you get yourself past that barrier personally, but I think if you just do it, and even if you don't release it, you just do it, it's going to help you get past that spot of whatever you're stuck in, especially if you talk about the thing you're stuck in. I'll give an example is uh, Tommy uh, Tommy Talks, who's a local, He's he, I think he's 14 or 15 years old now. He was on my podcast a little while ago. You can scroll back to that podcast. Uh, Tommy went through a lot at a young age, was... Well, you can listen. I I won't tell his story because I don't want to do it in injustice because he tells it very well. But go back and check out that podcast. Follow Tommy Talks PA on Facebook or on uh, Instagram or Twitter. He tells his story. And, I mean, he's still learning how to tell it, but it is an unbelievably difficult story to tell. And I don't know if it would have happened to me. I don't know if I'd ever be able to tell that story ever. I don't know how I would even ever come out to tell somebody that it happened, let alone he was just with uh, Tim Tebow. He did a speech with Tim Tebow. He does, in front of audiences of hundreds of people, this very difficult speech, which he did on my podcast. And, um, and I told him, like, he's braver than I probably ever will be. I've never gone through what he went through to test my bravery to that level. But he is braver than most people that I've ever met just because he's able to go out there and put that all on the line. And what it's doing is helping other people who have gone through the same thing understand that it's okay, it's not their fault, and that they should talk about it because it's gonna help somebody else. And man, I, I, when I was just talking about it, it gives me chills because I was I just think, like, this kid has, understands, I don't even know if he understands it yet, but he has something that has already helped him to try to get past or at least deal with or understand what happened to him but it's going to impact so many more people. And he's like 15 years old. So imagine where he's at when he's 30, if he keeps up with it, like he'll be unstoppable. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, and just to to
1: piggyback on that, I mean, it's like the, you see so many of these YouTubers and, and social media people, and a lot of them do come from, you know, maybe not the best background and, and they needed somewhere to, just release all of this pent up anger and frustration and hurt and so for them they may not even saw themselves as someone who could be looked up to they just wanted to release you know whatever it was and and just get it off their chest Mm -hmm. and they put it out there in, in in a moment of whatever they say it would be whether it was just just frustration or whatnot and then they they feel some kind of reason to, to put it out there and that it just resonates with people yeah
0: um because it, we it, all have those thoughts in our head right yeah we all have that we just yeah. don't release it
1: and, and we and we just don't know how to and here's the other issue a lot of us think that our problems are so uh, specific to ourselves. Yeah, you know, if I'm going through something, no one else is going through it. That no one else will understand, and it's just not true. I mean, that's that's a big, big lie. We all go through very similar. Maybe they're not identical, but they're very similar um, circumstances that we all go through and face, and and the struggles are all similar. Um, and so, by being able to build a little community of people. And that's what's awesome about the Internet. I mean, you can connect with people all over the country, all over the world who who have the same, um, you know, personalities and the same things going on in their lives as you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so maybe you don't have, you know, the best friends at school, but you can go home and you can connect with other people who who do share those same, you know, beliefs and, and interests that you have. And so it invites. It, being able to FaceTime with them and, and all that kind of stuff, you you are able to build relationships and you are able to really help yourself move forward past, you know, maybe some bad things that happened.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. It's incredible. Um, so, to, to wrap this up, let's talk about what you're doing. So, uh, Love Local, talk about the podcast and the video series, the website, and what your plan is with that, what your mission is.
1: Yeah, so with Love Local, uh, you can go to lovelocalpa.com uh, what we're doing is we're focusing on the three areas of life that people spend the majority of their time. And, and that's in their personal life uh, with their just friends, family relationships, uh, their business life, whether that's, they run a small business or they work for a business um, and their spiritual life, you know, and, and at this point it's, it's whatever that may be for them. And we're focusing on developing leaders because we believe and we see the fact that our world is so deprived of good, sound leaders, because there's there's so many things being thrown at us every single day, and it's hard to decipher what's true and what's not. Mm-hmm. And so we believe that we have found a way to communicate true leadership um, in each of those three areas. And so we've already launched our 306 Podcast, which you were on, and we've kind of talked about how we need to be leaders um, in, in social media, you know, and how that affects our, our relationships and just our personal lives. Um, and then we're going to be starting two additional, uh, web series that, that handle the the business and the faith aspect. But essentially what we're looking to do down the road is really build this out and start creating, cl- uh, online classes, online communities, um, we want to develop short films. We want to devel- develop uh, documentaries and really provide a culture that embraces being a true leader. And we understand that maybe you have no desire to lead uh, a million people. You don't want to have a following of a million people or, or even a thousand or, or ten. Mm-hmm. But everyone has a sphere of influence in their life. You, you have a couple of people who will adapt their behavior based on what you do. And so if we can give you tools in, in order to better enhance yourself, then you can effect, effectively lead one or two other people. And then aside from that, we want to teach you how to lead yourself. You know, you can't effectively lead other people unless you're leading yourself in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And so on the back end of that, we want to pour into individuals and say, and give them the encouragement, give them the, the, um, you know, the, the confidence that they can go lead because we do live in a negative society where people are very quick to say, you can't do that. You're not able to, you're not smart enough. You're not whatever, but we want to be able to say you can. And so we want to be your first cheerleader. If you don't have anyone cheering you on, we want to be your first cheerleader. We want to pour into you so that you can pour into other people. And, And that's the model
0: that we're setting up at love local. Very cool, man. That's, that's, very ambitious and also something that the area needs right yep. i think everybody needs it's not just our area but i think especially central pennsylvania we need more people like that we need more messages like that and ones that are that are powerful is the love local is the idea there like local central pennsylvania or like you yourself local like love yourself yeah so how does that work it kind
1: of it kind of works both ways uh and we're we're still working on that a little bit but love local for us was if you can love yourself, if you can, if you can find what your purpose is, and, and increase uh, those three areas of your life, your local area is going to be better for it. Yeah. And, and so, by doing that, you're going to um, just enhance your neighborhood. I mean, we we call people that subscribe to our podcast locals, uh, so that you can join our neighborhood. You know, we, we make it kind of corny like that, but but I mean, it it's been beneficial for people because it, it gives them a sense of you know what, I belong to something. And and local can really be whatever you want it to be now. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be a geographical location. Um, we're kind of centering it around our website, around our infrastructure that we're building. That's our local infrastructure. So if you love local, you love what we're putting together, you love what we're doing, and you want to be part of that.
0: Um, and so that's kind of how we're taking it. Very cool, man. You also have Digital Elements Media. Visual elements or visual media. Yeah. visual elements media element or elements element element visual yeah. element media. I should have gone over that before we. It's fine. Did the podcast? I mess it up almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you've been running for a long time. That's all your video work, social media, all that sort of stuff. That's yeah. that was your your base, your beginning.
1: Yeah, that's where we started. Uh, I started visual element media while I was um, in college. I guess um, I just started doing random video jobs and. Built that out, and then I just feel led to start Love Local, and and I don't know where it's gonna go. I don't. I, I don't. But um, I'm just gonna be obedient and kind of just follow it where I feel it might go, and yeah. let the rest fall where it may.
0: Very cool, dude. So if anybody wants to find you, what's the social media handles for Love Local? How can I uh, just
1: Love Local PA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and just search Love Local PA on YouTube, and you can find all of our video podcasts there or love local
0: awesome and i was thinking you know you should really start some sort of uh, video series scott cunningham cutting ham i thought there could be like a video series where you pick different kinds of hams like tavern get some boar's head like yeah. whatever you decide and it's just cunningham cutting ham it just seems like it's already there and you're just slicing them up kind of like a chef show but strictly based around ham
1: yeah i mean i'm admittedly not a huge ham eater which is weird
0: having the name yeah
1: maybe that had something <laughs> psychological to do with it but but i like the idea
0: okay yeah i'm just i'm, just, I'm saying i'm throwing it out there if you decide to use it i'd like some residuals when it takes off we, we can set that up all right cool thank you thanks hey. for being here scott loved it and you know, I got to say, Scott, uh, it takes discipline to do these kind of things. It takes discipline to put yourself on video and to really challenge yourself like that. You know what else takes incredible discipline? Yoga. That's why I love Harlequin Pepper Yoga. Aaron runs it at 320 Allegheny Street in Hollidaysburg. And uh, Aaron does an amazing job. So you can find her on Facebook and Instagram, Harlequin Pepper Yoga. And you can also. Find her her physical store, like I said, 320 Allegheny Street in Holidaysburg. If you want to get one month for free, so she'll give you one month free toward a six month or a year membership just by mentioning my name. So if you find at Harlequin Pepper Yoga in the App Store or on Google Play, or you walk in and just say, "Hey, Rob Z sent me here," you will get one month free toward a six month or a year membership. Shout out to the Comics Vault, 1130 12th Avenue in Altoona. I love comic books. My son, Max, loves comic books. That's why we love the Comics Vault. They're open Wednesdays and Thursdays, 12 to 8, Fridays from uh, noon until 10. You know what? Just go to the Comics Vault Altoona on Facebook and Instagram for all of their hours, everything that Neil has to offer, new comics every single Wednesday, thousands of back issues. And if you have back issues, maybe you should go to Sports Evolution. SportsEvolution.net is the website. Uh, that's where Alan Koble teaches Brazilian, Gracie Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is what I'm taking right now with him. Uh, he teaches CrossFit as well. He's a CrossFit Level 1 and 2 instructor, certified strength and conditioning specialist, certified personal trainer. He is Sports Evolution. SportsEvolution.net at 2900 Plank Road in Altoona thank you to scott cunningham for an awesome episode i have so much fun having him on the podcast it will not be the last time and make sure you check out love local later zebras oh i psyched you out didn't i we're not leaving yet ladies and gentlemen (laughs) we'll be back with more podcasts uh if you want to find me on social media facebook and instagram rob z radio twitter snapchat is rob z yo (laughs)
1: That's brutal.